This is a Lip Media Podcast. This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The country we now call Australia was built on the stolen lands of hundreds of unique Indigenous nations, and we recognise that as white women, we continue to partake in and benefit from the act of colonisation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Bookslut, a podcast bringing erotica out of the gutter and into a snobbier gutter. Hi, my name is Abby. And I'm Sam. It should go without saying that this podcast is not safe for work, so put your headphones in. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm okay. I am, you know, alive. (laughs) That's sometimes all you can ask for. Um, I had a fun time reading my sexy book. Excellent. What did you read? <laughs> I read Play It Safe, a House of Erotica collection. Wow, maybe. that was such a <laughs> grim, like... Um, I don't even know if that's the real title. It's definitely Play It Safe. Okay, The rest of that. it, I was lost. It was another anthology. It yep. had five stories. So the premise being that they all include some kind of safe sex practice, is that? Yes. So they have created this anthology. This is the heterosexual one. And it all features contraception. Every story features some form of contraception. Yeah, cool. So I went into it being like, ooh, cool. Like, going to see some fun, different contraception things someone will whip out a dental dam or <laughs> yeah, like, like get their like get their get diaphragm in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone will have the sponge who knows oh my god the sponge <laughs> no it was pretty much exclusively condoms yeah the only one that wasn't about condoms was still about condoms right so um i, I think that kind of reflects a lot of our like common uh, conversations or like perceptions around safe sex as well like condoms are like the dominant yeah and it it really interests me that idea of condoms being the dominant one considering how fucking little used they are in a lot of heterosexual sex yeah and i mean anecdotally i have some stats (laughs) that surprised me on how kind of like at the at the lower but anyway yeah i always feel this when reading stats about safe sex i'm like I got to tell you, my experiences <laughs> do not match these statistics. Yeah. And I wonder if people taking the, obviously you're taking a safe sex questionnaire yeah. or methodology or whatever. So you're probably more aware of it. Oh, you'd absolutely be already. upping your answers being like, I know I should be. Exactly. It's and like when the doctor asks you how many drinks you have in a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh. Yeah, I once joked. Before or after lockdown? <laughs> like, what's the norm now? I once joked with my doctor about me binge drinking. Oh. They did not find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a cracker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I do think people probably report what they think should be yeah, totally. a thing, right? But yeah, because my personal experience is that it is... Pretty shocking. I feel like it's gone down recently, recently ish. Mm. I'm going to say within past five years. Mm. I definitely think, yeah, I feel like when I first started having sex with people, it was not a conversation. 
but it was just done. It was an expectation. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it was just done. I don't really remember ever having to ask someone to put a condom on. And now sometimes it's like, you get to the point where you know that they're gearing up for penetration and you're like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) What were you thinking about to slide on in there without a a quick question? (laughs) Also, like if you're not in a relationship, and you're sleeping with multiple people. Like, are you doing that with everyone? Are you never having the conversation? Yeah. And I will say this when I have slept with people who are in open relationships and who are open about that fact and people in the polyam community, condom usage, much better. Yeah. Like much higher. Everyone's a lot more on the same page. Well, if you're that. not fluid bonded, then <laughs> I really love and hate that term at the same time. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better or worse, I don't know. When it comes to, certainly with my experiences with sleeping with women, the idea of safe sex is just kind of like not Not even there. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the idea of using a dental dam is laughable Mm. in the women who love women community, Mm. you know, which is a shame because like the risks are still there. But can you think of a less like enticing thing to you but anyway we'll, we'll get into like how to make safe sex sexy <laughs> yeah and I I think one of the other things that I've really noticed as I've gotten older and have noticed this kind of drop in in uh, condom usage personally is also it it hasn't come along with an increase of people asking me about my contraception yeah like yep. men Never ask me if I'm on the pill. Yeah, aren't you alarmed? Like, yeah. why are you not more concerned? It blows my mind. Yeah. I always carry condoms. Yeah. I always have them. But it's kind of on them to put it on. I feel like the expectation shouldn't be that you're going to do it without, you know? Like, you shouldn't have to be put in the position where you have to be like, oh, sorry, can we put... Not sorry, put a fucking condom on. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's the thing. Like, I don't think it need. I don't think it even should be a conversation. Like, if you're having casual sex with someone, you should just use a condom. Like, it shouldn't yeah. have to be a, a negotiation beforehand. You know, like, and I don't tell men that I'm on contraception because you don't encourage the times, them. The times that I have, it's been like harder yeah, to totally. get them to put a condom on because yeah. it's like, well, you're you're protected anyway. <laughs> And that's a that's a personal side note of rage. It's fair enough, though. I I, I feel you. Um, so we're talking about safe sex. So we're talking about safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed that it's something that we have opinions on? <laughs> and as always, what starts is like, a, oh yeah, this will be interesting. I feel like the more that I read, the more I was like, oh no, this is this is interesting. It yeah. brings up some really big questions. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, and beyond just like safe sex, but also like kind of ties into what we we're talking about with Fifty Shades of totally. how much romance and erotica owes to its readers to be encouraging these kinds of practices yeah, exactly. or, or not. But we'll, we'll talk about, so the five stories, I'll kind of go through them real quick because I just want to talk about the the mention of of safe sex practices in them yeah cool so one of them is called grammar connection and i've written little blurbs of my own for them so i'll pretty much just read them out to you (laughs) um a tutor has a mature age bad boy student and on their last class Mm. they fuck in the library bathroom which was cool (laughs) in brackets asks her if he can finger her 
which I quite liked. Mm-hmm. Getting, they're all getting down in the bathroom. Wait, wait, she's the tutor. She's he- the tutor. He's a mature age student. Okay. But she's, it's like an outside of college tutor. She's okay. like a private tutor. So it's not like a gross, like, please miss. No, 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 no. And, and it's their last class and he's like, oh, we're not, we're not tutor and student anymore. Like, can I finger you? <laughs> Well, she initiates, well, she doesn't initiate the thing, but she initiates like taking him to the bathroom and stuff, which I was like, that's kind of hot. Like, I'm, I'm okay with this, like having sex in a library bathroom. I'm kind of into it. Also, library bathrooms are often very clean. Very clean. If you're going to choose a bathroom, yeah. it would probably be the library, <laughs> I think. Also, love books. <laughs> I mean. So then it's like, they're getting down and she is like, please tell me you have a condom. And that's pretty much it. And then he's like, of course I have a condom. And he puts, and he puts it on. And I was like, I kind of like that. It's kind of realistic. Like that's, you know, you're like in the moment and then you're like, oh God, please tell me that you have a condom so that we can continue this. I quite enjoyed that. Um, Then I say, but then there's all this chat about connection and the symbolism of a triketra. What? And I was outies. What's a triketra? It's like the charmed sign. (laughs) <laughs> whoa yeah just, she she has it on a necklace and he has it tattooed on his arm and so oh they're no. like oh we have this great connection <laughs> also she comes as soon as he enters her and a quote when the fullness of his length suddenly slammed her with an orgasmic spasm so, efficient yeah then there was sex on the beach there's no sex on the beach in this story it's it's a misnomer a woman who doesn't take chances decides to go to greece on a whim to sunbathe topless doesn't take chances yeah she's like greece on a whim (laughs) yeah i'm gonna take a chance on greece yeah this is pretty much it i'm gonna take a chance on greece i'm gonna go sunbathe topless she builds it up the airplane is grounded because of snow and at the airport she meets a young nudist in the airport wait and and they fuck in the bathroom (laughs) Oh, a lot of bathroom fucking. <laughs> These are the two bathroom fucking ones. Okay. So, you know, outside of that, we're fine. She, like, she's brought heaps of condoms. Please tell me that there's a nudist joke in there. Please tell me he's like, I'm naked everywhere except my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because of the condom. Yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be great. No. Unfortunately, they missed that. Oh, they missed that I do think that we missed our calling. Yeah, we should... I mean, we're still young-ish. We can, we can, we can do this. <laughs> we can do this. Anyway, sorry. Um, and so she, she's brought like heaps of condoms with her because it's like going to be wild and free in Greece. But not too free. No. Safely free. S- safely free. And then... Um, I like this woman. <laughs> she's probably got an itinerary. Oh my God, she definitely... Organized fun, man. Yeah. I mean, it's the way to go. Uh, I mean, I feel you. So she insists that they use her condoms. Because she's like, yay, this is me being a free independent I mean, woman right on. with a box of condoms. Um, one more was called Escort. Okay. And it was about a woman's first time having sex as a sex worker. Yeah. And then there's like this whole thing of like logistics, which was great mm-hmm. about, you know, she had a friend who was a sex worker. So she called her up and was like, should I go for an agency or should I, you know, just be freelance and then so there was this whole discussion around the safety of being with an agency and building up a client base and then dealing with all of that and then um she takes her first client and he turns up and it was such an interesting this was the first story it was super interesting because like he turns up and her first words is like if i was going by looks alone he wouldn't exactly make the cut 
So I was like, hmm, erotic. Erotic disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) And it's essentially about whether he's a good client or a bad client, right? And she kind of makes this comparison quite a bit. But when they start getting down to it, she's like, I reached out. This is the other erotic disappointment. Mm -hmm. I reached down and feel his small cock already getting hard. I need it with my hands for a moment, getting him up into a full erection. I don't mind small cocks. Actually, I'm sure I'll prefer them on the job as they won't make me as sore. I mean, <laughs> she's not wrong, I guess. Again, sexy logistics. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I um, also just hate like the I hate the big obsession. penis, big dick energy. Yeah, I hate like it just it's so especially prevalent in romance and erotic art. It's yeah. like, all right, I get it. He's got a massive schlong. <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs> Your throbbing member is enormous, I know. (laughs) There's also, like, if someone had, like, a truly massive penis and I had to look at it for a long time, I'd just be like, wow, this is taking up a lot of my, like, visual energy. (laughs) (laughs) What? Your visual? What? What does that even mean? I don't understand. I mean, it's just very prevalent. I'm just tired of looking. very aggressive. very aggressive. They point at you. (laughs) (laughs) and it's like if it was really big you know like i just feel like i would spend a lot of time thinking about it being really big and being like man this is you know i think often about that one bit in broad city i think it is yeah in broad city when alana goes home with this guy who turns out to have this huge dick and she's like (laughs) no (laughs) but so the condom part of this is like um she puts the condom on him and it's like, I have a condom already out of the package with a drop of lube on the inside for his comfort. Mm, details. Put as little focus on the condom as possible. A good client will never protest, but most are not good clients. Then she puts it on his penis with her mouth, which is such a great trick. <laughs> Why are you surprised by this? I'm not surprised. I just have never seen it in an erotica that someone is putting... A condom on a penis with f- their mouth. I feel like in high school we went through like a whole thing where that was like the thing. Like that was like <laughs> the sexy thing. <laughs> Whereas I, you, you're like, I don't touch that. You put that on. <laughs> you think I'm going to do it with my mouth? I'm not even doing it with my hands. <laughs> this really and reminded me of this really reminded me of that party that you were there. Yeah, you were there. The party that we had where I mentioned and it end up ended up becoming the focus of the whole party yeah. that okay so for context people who can't see me I have glasses and my eyesight is really really bad like really bad very very short sorry I'm not laughing at your eyesight <laughs> sure you're not so I happened to mention at a party that I had not put condoms on because on on a man because when I take my glasses off, I, can, I can't see their penis <laughs> and condoms are clear and I can't see the condom. <laughs> so it's just like, unless I am putting it on with my mouth, it's, it's almost physically impossible. It's like pin the tail on the donkey. I can't, I can't see it. I just like, it's impossible for me. And this became this whole thing at this party. And so I ended up in the middle of the room with everybody watching me with my glasses off, trying to put a condom on like 
on a banana? Was it a banana? Uh, I can't or like remember. a doorstop or uh, something? something. <laughs> it was very yeah, funny. I was like, this is weirdly. I mean, I got there in the end, but by the end of it, I feel like everyone was like, yeah, no, you should not. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> like, we get it now. <laughs> That's so true. I completely forgot about that. You make a good point. But maybe with, 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 with your, your mouth. mouth is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I just, like, you know what you're doing. I just feel like it just, it's smoother. It's a smoother transition. <laughs> I wouldn't ask a man to put a tampon in me. You know? Exactly. Oh my God. I'm going to use that next time. I don't know if I'm it really <laughs> works, but. Sexy. I certainly would not. I wouldn't ask anyone to put a tampon in me. Yeah. It would have to be dire. Um, and she gives him a bit of a blowjob as she's putting the condom on. And I liked this line. Um, where she says, I shake my head, knocking his cock around in my mouth from cheek to cheek. (laughs) And in my mind, I just pictured like, (laughs) I'm sure it was sexier than that, but I just like, there was nothing else I could think of. (laughs) Um, and it turns out that she has a bit of a latex fetish. Oh, so she's like actually feeling his penis inside the condom is really sexy to me. And so that was kind of how they made that sexy. Oh, cool. Which I thought was an interesting yeah. take on it. Yeah, so. nice. I also just like when sex work is captured in these books in a way that isn't like, ah, sex work. It's just like, oh, this is another person who is also having sex and is also being paid for it. Great. Yeah. And he was lovely. Client was lovely. She seemed lovely. Small dick, lovely client. <laughs> As they say. <laughs> I, no one says that. I mean, maybe. I don't maybe know. Maybe they do. Who knows? So um, mostly just focused on condoms. Yeah. Um, which I think is good. I liked it. Like, yeah. I didn't think it detracted from the story at all. I thought. I think if you're a good writer, it shouldn't detract from the story. No, mm-hmm. exactly. And also it's. All of these, and this is kind of one of the articles I was reading that was around whether condoms kill the mood of the book with erotica. And one of the points that were made that I really liked was that if you're writing a realistic story, this is part of it being realistic. Yeah. People should be having these conversations and, and not should be, like they are having these conversations. Yeah. So... Put it in the book. Yeah, totally. So I think like the sort of the overarching questions about this whole sort of theme, I guess kind of grappling with this idea of condoms killing the mood or, you know, safe sex in general killing the mood. And I think that ties in with, you know, discussions of consent or discussions of boundary setting, things like that. Also being put in that basket of things that in air quotes kill the mood. Mm. I think also what, fascinates me about this area is like this obsession with spontaneity and like Mm. that being like the hallmark thing that's emphasized when it comes to anything that's erotic or romantic yeah it's like that you want to rip someone's clothes off you can't like and it and that then feeds into like you can't control yourself yeah right which is which as we know is an incredibly dangerous conversation to be having yeah exactly so i think that like this yeah this this fixation with the only sexy sex is spontaneous sex is kind of part of the problem, not just in romance and erotica, like it's all throughout media and just kind of like in, in general. 
That's it is. It's hot. It is hot. I'm not saying it's not hot. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that <laughs> for planning, for planning, or like forethought, or any kind of discussion, I just is think also hot. I just think people should just carry condoms. Like as a if you want to be having spontaneous yeah. sex, but yeah. like why isn't it just in like people's wallets and people's like I think I have a condom in every single bag I own. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I'm just like walking down the street and jumping men or something, but you know, like I don't want to have to constantly be like, well, do, do I have it? I've just got them yeah, in the things that I use where I, you know, live my life. <laughs> Wherever I might end up having sex, which could be anywhere. Which could be anywhere. So, and like the other sort of big question I think that this brings up is like, Okay, so obviously, like, social norms are reflected back to us in the media, including the books that we read. Um, But, like, how much does what we see in the media influence us as well? So this idea of, like, (laughs) I guess, does art imitate life or does life imitate art? Like, how do those two relate? Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned earlier, does that mean that producers of, of content, any content, have some kind of responsibility or not? Yeah, and I did read uh, an article about young Australians' use of pornography and the associations with sexual risk behaviours. Um, and it said in there that in online pornography, only 2 to 3% of heterosexual, heterosexual encounters involve condom use. Yeah, right. Which is so tiny. That is tiny. Um, and I think heterosexual porn is well known for not using condoms. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then there have been studies about the association of watching porn and increasing sexual risk. And it's actually inconclusive at this point. Like we don't know what it's doing. I think we, I think it's, you can kind of say that it influences if it's, if it's your only form of sexual education, yeah, it's going to influence the way that you react because it's the only way that you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like there are other factors as well as just porn. Oh, totally. Out. I think it's a similar thing to being like, well, if we can accept that something like magazines and the fashion industry can have an impact on people's perceptions of their self-image and and have an impact on people's mental health and their eating habits, then I don't think it's a stretch to say that other representation that comes out in other forms of media can also have some level of effect yes obviously maybe that doesn't mean that like you see a porno and then you go and act it out like frame for frame but (laughs) like as a collective kind of norm I just think it's not I just think it's a bit of a cop-out to like it's too it's so simplistic yeah to be that as well and it definitely it definitely builds into like if we think pornography is sexy and pornography doesn't use condoms then we think condoms aren't sexy yeah, that makes sense. I, I read a lot of very heated stuff on the internet, specifically around romance, literature, and erotica. It was like, oh, what are you saying? Like, women can't tell the difference between fantasy and reality? And I was like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe that's what other people are saying, but no, I'm just saying that, like, these things as a whole contribute to a norm, and we ingest those norms, and they're not always conscious, you know? Yeah, as you were saying, if you can write well, it's not going to ruin the mood of the book. And so what's the harm? Yeah. 
just putting a line about them using a condom. It literally takes a line yeah. to be like, oh, there's a condom. And you can allude to it. You don't need to be like, and then the foil ripped and he pulled the <laughs> condom out and then he like, you know, whatever. I don't even you know. You know what I'd love? I'd love to see more lube in erotica mm. and romance. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because. But it's all about that wet ass pussy. Yeah. That is a mindset. <laughs> For me, at least. <laughs> mm. Mm. Shall we take a break? And then you can tell me the, the final story. The best story I've possibly ever read. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, erotica. <laughs> not, like, not like of literature ever. But yes. <laughs> okay. My body is ready. <laughs> Oh, you think it is. Oh my God. Okay. This story took me on a journey. Ooh. A journey. Take me on the journey. It's called Supermarket Slut. Oh, <laughs> I am so here for that title. Like, I can't it's, even. It was, it was unexpected. Yeah. Um, there's <laughs> like a, a, a warning on this one. There's quite a bit of anal play. Oh. And I was like, I'm not really into anal play, but like... I, it was a thing. Bring it so, on. There's a woman. Sorry. I just love the idea of walking through a supermarket being like, supermarket slut. <laughs> like it's like your superhero alter ego. <laughs> yeah. Slutting up the supermarket. <laughs> What's that then, slut? <laughs> um, okay. So there's a woman in the supermarket and essentially her kink, or I would say her fetish, is... Um, fruit as oh. sex toys okay fruit and vegetables yeah cool um so she's in this supermarket natural texture <laughs> and she steals a bunch of fruit which i'm just like okay you, you you could just buy it and although maybe this is part of the allure it, yeah. but i'm like you could just buy it and and do this at home you know um after you've bought it or even not at home but after you oh no wait it. she's not doing it at the uh, oh so, no <laughs> so oh no she's slipping fruit into a into a bag. Okay, I'm glad you said bag. <laughs> <laughs> Slipping fruit into a bag. There's a throwaway line about the like floor manager watching her, you mm-hmm. know, eyeing her. Um, it's fruit ladies back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she goes into the toilets. She gets the clips from the fruit bags like the plastic clips i was imagining bread clips but i don't know i've never had fruit bags with clips i don't know (laughs) um and she uses them as nipple clamps wow that's uh what's the word in no in Um, uh uh, initiative (laughs) no like 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 macgyvery but like using things for things sexy macgyver (laughs) macgyver slut (laughs) Innovative. Innovative. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Great. I'm glad we got there. Um, So that's the first step. (laughs) Then she gets a Swiss army knife Mm -hmm. out of her bag. I'm glad she's prepared. Yeah. Peels a piece of ginger. That is not what I I was expecting. That's bitey. And puts it up her ass. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's just... She doesn't just snort. 
Does she not? So she doesn't put a condom on it or anything. Oh no, she like, doesn't put a condom on that it. That would like ginger's quite. Yeah, no, and it's it's throughout the story is about the burning of the ginger and like the you know the wow. the feelings. I mean, innovative. Then she knots together some cherries and she sticks them up her vag. Oh, like a like a like a like a string of beads. Yeah, like a string of beads. <laughs> like she's got Benoit a balls. she's got a fruit adjacent nipple clamps, ginger butt plug, cherry. Oh, she is a supermarket beads. slut. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> so it was a journey. <laughs> then <laughs> I love this. This is so not what I was expecting. Then she leaves the bathroom. And the floor manager comes up to her and is like, excuse me, miss. Do you have to return your fruit? <laughs> you need to come with me. And so she's getting kind of turned on by like the whole, woo. Does she still have fruit inside her? Um, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all there. The, the clamps are on, the butt plugs in, the cherries are in. Right. It's all in. She was just going to like wander around the store, do the rest of her groceries, I assume. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, supermarket slut's got a shop. Yeah, exactly. So she gets taken by the floor manager, who, by the way, is in his uniform of beige slacks, white and black and red checkered print button-down shirt, red bow tie, and a black vest. What year is this? (laughs) He's apparently very hot, (laughs) despite the clownish uniform. (laughs) Anyway, he's like, I'm going to have to empty your bag. And she's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You're not going to find anything. (laughs) And he empties her bag. And then it's just like, what spills out of her bag? Oh, you know, just the normal stuff. Just some tampons, hundreds of condoms of various shapes and sizes. I mean, got to be prepared. Exactly. You never know. Didn't put them on a ginger though, did she? No. (laughs) No ginger sized condoms. (laughs) Then, um... The usual things like sizzling teasers, the big book of submission, kinky tales, best bondage erotica 2014, and even a pair of handcuffs. For a trip to the supermarket. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and he starts being like, hmm, I wonder if this woman is a sub, you know? Meanwhile, she says, this was one of my favorite lines. My clit is pulsing, my heart is racing, and my blood, well, it's boiling for so many reasons. The ginger butt plug, for one. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's great. Are they all written by different authors? Yes. This author's fucking nailing it. Yeah, I was involved. So then he sees her nipple clamps through her shirt mm-hmm. and is like "Ooh, naughty girl you need to like he there's like some oh back and forth back and forth and then he's like he makes a decision he's like get undressed i'm gonna do a strip search of you essentially i know you've been stealing the fruit <laughs> yeah i've been watching you <laughs> then he walks around is her. this in like a like a staff room yeah so something? they've gone behind the red door in, a, oh. in into like an office Area. Red room of pain? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope it's not like the fucking tea room. <laughs> it's just Frank's there having his like tuna sandwich. Yeah. 
then he makes her he gets her undressed and then he sees the butt plug and he spanks her oh um, she left a little bit of the ginger poking out i assume so because he like i mean you gotta be careful because your butt will just suck suck it right <laughs> up <laughs> that's why if you're doing butt play you need, your toy needs to have like a your, an end on it she's She's whittled it, so she's probably <laughs> had a fucking Swiss Army knife whittled an end on it. I hope it's really fancy. <laughs> it's like a little rabbit. Or something. <laughs> then he's like, "You go and like lie down on the table," and she goes on the table. Then he gets a roll of industrial cling wrap. <laughs> Okay, or oh no. And like wraps her to the table like a big cling wrap mummy. <laughs> and like knots it and uses it as like a kind of way to knot her up, essentially. Yeah, I mean, all of this is a bit odd, but it's, you know, it's kind of hot at the same time. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the I journey. Was, I was weirdly involved in it. I was kind of like, okay. Um, and he goes, uh, my, one of my other lines, which is where the title comes from, is he goes, I caught me a supermarket slut. <laughs> what? So, and then they just have a lot of sex. Like, a lot of sex. It, it, it goes, it's like, it, it's a lot. Do they take the cherries out before they have sex take them out and eat them because he pulls the cherries out and my note is in capital letters how did he know they were in there how did he maybe he was like i've seen this before (laughs) ginger butt plug cherries in the badge Mm, it's a classic combo (laughs) it's it's like cookies and cream (laughs) (laughs) i didn't expect to be revisiting food play but I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So um, so she's on the table. He gives her head for quite a while, which was quite good. Probably tastes real nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. He pulls out the cherries. He eats them. He makes her eat one. And then. Although they would be very warm. Mm, yeah. I don't like warm cherries. Yeah. In general. I just like, I put, put them in back in the fridge, you know. Like, <laughs> Take them out of my badge. I hate the word badge. Take them out of. Inside me. (laughs) My velvet glove. (laughs) My My cherry container. (laughs) What are the other ones? Something you're like, love cave. Love tunnel. (laughs) Take them out of my love tunnel and put them back in the fridge. fridge. We're in the tea room after all. (laughs) Not for you, Frank. (laughs) Frank, back off. (laughs) You fucking pervert. (laughs) He gets her off, but there's a lot of anal play with the ginger butt plug. He's like, he like in and out yep. quite a bit. Um, it would just burn so much. Yeah. Well, it does say spreading fire everywhere inside of me. So he, yeah. So he first, he first like ties her up. He also has an eight inch penis. It's noted. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah. Good cool, one. Cool story, Dylan. He wraps her kind of back to the desk. With the cling wrap, and then they have sex. He he goes down on her, penetrates her. Then he, I don't really understand how he wrapped her the second time, but essentially she's like ass up. 
yeah. um, does some ginger butt plug, removes it, then they have anal sex. Yeah, right. And you know, it'd be really nice after a ginger butt plug, like some real cooling lube, like chamomile lotion. <laughs> yeah, just like something like, like an aloe aloe vera. Yeah, that'd be nice. Lube. Yeah, lube for when you're sunburnt as well. <laughs> <laughs> and he, there's a lot of dirty talk. Mm-hmm. Calls her a slut a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and she's pretty much into it. Um, but then there's like this one bit that I quite liked. Um, that is like for a nanosecond, shame fills my core. I really am the slut he claims me to be. I mean, who the hell in their right mind would fuck a complete stranger in a supermarket like this? <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a valid question. <laughs> but but also not like, for the slut shaming part. Go just for the, it. Yeah. <laughs> you consented, he consented. Frank's having a great time. <laughs> Frank's watching, he loves it. <laughs> Probably filming. Fucking oh, <laughs> like pervert. Um, then I decide, I don't care. He's obviously turned on by my slutty ways. I'm not doing anything wrong. We're practicing safe sex. A lot of safe sex. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> Supermarket slut. <laughs> Supermarket slut. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. What's the, like, references to the condoms? Yeah, so the reference essentially because she has, like, this array oh, yeah, like, of I, condoms. I'm sorry, I forgot about the array. <laughs> you forgot about the array. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot happening in this short <laughs> yeah. story. So... He uses a ribbed condom mm-hmm. to uh, vaginally penetrate her. Yeah. And that's like, she's like, oh, yeah, this is really li- nice. What I liked about this story is that they talk about the different kinds of condoms. Yeah, cool. And she uses, and well, he uses them for her pleasure, right? Yeah. Like, Love it. Yeah. So it's, it's actually talking, kind of being like condoms can make sex, if not better, like different yeah. and good as mm-hmm. well, right? And then she has a spiked condom, which I forgot existed. (laughs) And I feel like as well, novelty condoms have a real heyday when you're like 16 through to 19. I hate flavored condoms. Flavored condoms can get in the bin. Also, glow-in-the-dark condoms. It's false advertising. (laughs) They don't glow. And then they say, and then, and then farewell. Yeah. Oh no, actually, no. I liked like the ending. You gotta pay for this fruit before you leave. <laughs> yeah. Could you, you know, come on. <laughs> um, no, I liked the ending. He was like, "So, are you?" And I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it written down. So, are you going to like stop stealing shit? And she's like, "No, I'm incorrigible." Oh, what a little brat! <laughs> I love it. And then he's like. That's my slut. <laughs> or something like that. Supermarket slut. <laughs> I am here for that story. That was good. So, um. What a journey. Whew. Thank you for taking all of us on that. Yeah. It was. I thoroughly enjoyed I, it. You're right, though. I do like the idea of, like, it not just being, like, a hassle, but it being, like, oh, no, this can, like, yeah, enhance, change, do something. Like, why not use it to your advantage? Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. It did make me think, like, man, it's been a long time since I've used a fun condom. Mm, I love a ribbed condom. Mm, yeah, no, I remember, yeah. But then I just started just buying, you know. The just, thinnest ones you yeah. can get. <laughs> yeah, the naked ones. I want to pretend they're not there. Because <laughs> this is becoming an adult. I stop <laughs> buying ribbed and I start pretending it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, it was so I felt like that one and the escort like the an escort the story both tried to kind of make it 
sexy. Yeah, cool. You know, whereas the other ones, it was just part of the story. Right? Yeah, yeah. But woo, yeah. That Enjoyed. Was, that was a lot. It was. <laughs> it I, was. It was weird, but like quite hot. I just love how you, you're like, okay, I'll read this anthology of safe sex stories. Whoa! <laughs> All of the others were so kind of vanilla as well, but this one was like, whoa! It was a pop of flavor. Mmm, <laughs> cherry and ginger. God, okay. I feel like I need a little moment to like recover from that. I can give you a little stats palette cleanser. Yeah, you bring me back down. <laughs> Poor, well, I mean... So the numbers, <laughs> the numbers that I had that I was surprised about was essentially um, this was in the it was the second Australian study of health and relationships. Sixty nine percent of people interviewed didn't use a condom when having sex with regular partners, and twenty four percent didn't use condoms with casual partners. So. Young people with a high number of sexual partners were the least likely to use condoms during sex. 66% of young people who had five or more casual partners in the last year didn't use a condom. Yeah, right. What I found interesting as well that's kind of related or very related is 40% of young people believe sexual health testing is relevant to them. 40%. Oh, it's 100%. <laughs> yeah. That- it's irrelevant to everyone. And that's kind of the other thing, right? Do you ask your partner about their sexual health yeah. testing? And when do you do that? I've and tried to get more in the habit of asking yeah, people it's, about it. Yeah, it's not something that I ever did when I was young. No. But yeah, the fact that you have 60% of people, who young people, who don't even think it's relevant yeah. is terrifying. So I don't know how much you like looked into this, but there's like quite a big debate in the romance and erotic writers kind of like area. Yeah, I mean, I, I dabbled. So there is kind of like those these two arguments. And one is that you should be writing best practice in into your stories. Like you should be trying, endeavoring to where it's applicable. Like obviously if you're writing like a paranormal erotica where it's aliens fucking, then maybe you don't need to put condoms on in there. I did think about this quite a bit. Yeah. Like say for instance a werewolf erotica yeah but often they live in a human world so it's like it's still weird to me that it wouldn't be there you know yeah yeah sure but But yeah if you're like in space and yeah your your body is made of rubber or whatever so essentially like one argument is that like yes you should try and include safe sex in your writing and the other argument is very strongly like no we are writing fiction it's not sex education we're not writing a sex manual you know it's a fantasy not not reality and so in 2011 it kind of like peaked because this woman wrote this um essay um, which referenced this study that was done in 2000 which was called love means never having to be careful the relationship between reading romance novels and safe sex behavior so Released in 2000. So obviously it's already 20 years old. Okay, Keep <laughs> yeah. that in mind. <laughs> but I, I read that title and I was like, perfect. That's exactly what we are looking for. And I liked like the, the premise of it was to explore the relationship between reading romance that did or did not feature the use of a condom and then to understand if people's attitudes 
towards condoms changed after prolonged reading of like that particular style, which is an incredibly difficult thing to study. Like I was not feeling super confident about like mm. the the methodology. They talked a lot about how like they all out of all the novels that they examined, most of them had like very specific sort of sexual scripts. And there's this whole theory, this sexual script theory, which is like explicit and implicit norms that, that play out not just in books, but also in shows and movies yeah. and stuff like that. In the books that they looked at, not one of the women ever suggested using a condom. It was always mm. uh, initiated by the male characters. And then in a fair few of them, women were portrayed as rejecting the use of condoms, saying things like, I want no barriers between Wee. us. <laughs> um, and, you know, things like that. And so... They found, like, their results did support their hypothesis that not necessarily the use of condoms would go up, but, like, attitudes around, Mm -hmm. like, positive attitudes around condoms increased with the group that was reading erotica that that mentioned condoms. And I mean, like, that, I mean, it holds up in my my mind. mind. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think, again, it's that thing of, you know, if you're not being taught, like, our sex education is so shit. That it's like you just get taught these like cold facts yeah. rather than situational, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so you think of condoms as just like a sexual health implementy thing rather than like actually part of having sex with someone. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else I was thinking about a lot is like I want to see it in not just romance and erotica but also in – other things that we consume not always just as a sexual health thing but also as like this is me taking control of my sexual life and my sexual health this is me exercising my agency and being able to like yeah really take control of that like I think Mm. there's a really um important and nice like empowerment and self-respect and respecting other people's health as well like yeah absolutely yeah, definitely. And that's hot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so hot. Um, but I also read a couple of other studies that were, again, like it's a tricky area because a lot of them are self-reporting. Mm. And so, you know, trying to explore the influence of what we read on our behavior and our like perceptions is really challenging because a lot of these studies would ask people like, did reading this change your behavior or like right you know like and so i think it's pretty normal for people to be like no it's a fiction book i'm not an idiot yeah yeah if i'm thinking about it i don't think it did anything but it's like well it's actually not about when you're thinking about it it's about all of the stuff that happens when you're not actively considering each of, of like when you're not critically thinking about things you're just engaging in culture yeah exactly exactly so while there was like a bit out there it was all kind of a a bit wishy-washy like it's just not a widely studied area which I think is actually quite a shame because I do think that we're starting to see more very slowly more inclusion of things like consent and talking about boundaries well I mean if we think about the blow up around 50 shades of gray yeah like that is an aspect of it where it's like okay if we can agree that these things should be visible and should be in there because they're just 
you're writing a story about something that happens. Yeah. And and these things are part of that. Yeah. They're not separate to sex. Yeah. They are an inherent part of sex. So if you're going to talk about sex, you need to talk about consent. Yeah, definitely. Because part of the problem of where we've ended up is that consent is seen as separate. And, and it's also discussions of it are seen se- as not sexy and yeah. not fun <laughs> and not romantic. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is part of sex. Yeah. And if that's what your book is about, include it. Yeah. And if you can't make it sexy, that's Be a better you. writer. <laughs> I mean. E.L. James. <laughs> yeah. But I guess my point is, like, I think we're seeing a bit of shift in that space. And I think mm. that there's potential for that for there to be more safe sex included one of the things that i was reading was writers who were saying you know i let my characters determine if i'm going to talk about it all of the time in the way of like if you're writing about a couple yeah you don't need to include it sure i mean context is important right like it's like yeah no that that makes sense to me that makes i'm not saying like every single time oh sorry honey gotta get the condom like (laughs) yeah yeah but you know, if it is this spontaneous thing, then wrap it up. Yeah, totally. The final thing I want to say <laughs> is um, just some some motherly wisdom. Okay. <laughs> Which you would definitely have heard before, but my I am the youngest of three. Wait, is this actually coming from your mom? Yeah. Oh, great. I'm I'm the youngest of three, um, and so and my elder sister is six years older than me. So I knew about sex. I didn't have to have like a talk with yep. my, with my mum, Um, but she did sit me down and give me some kind of like life lessons. And the one that has very obviously stuck with me, if we go back to the beginning of this was um, never trust a man to have his own condom. Always carry a condom on you. Which is why I've got one in every <laughs> Which bag. Which is why I've got one in every bag. That's great advice. But such good advice. My mom was good at advice. That is that that was one of the good ones. Do you want to know what the advice from my mom was? Absolutely, I do. Never play with a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> Equally concerned about safe practices. So I think we're on par here. <laughs> uh, okay. So as like a as a the last little bit this week we had a chat with johnny condoms which um some of you might have heard of it's a melbourne-based brand of condoms um it was founded by a group of women they're vegan and their whole shtick is about empowering women to to take control of their sexual health um and they have these really nice condoms that are in like nice wrapping that you like wouldn't be ashamed if they fell out of your bag (laughs) and things like that so we had a we had a quick little chat with them enjoy my name is beck Vellante. i am one of three uh female co-founders of johnny johnny is a non-toxic vegan uh condom brand and we are really all about creating change around the conversation and the stigma towards safe sex and yeah by creating a condom brand that we're proud to carry in our handbags and that hopefully helps restore the equality between men and women um the conversation about sex safe sex and and whose responsibility it is to take charge of their sexual health and i love that i think abby and i are both 
on a similar page when we were talking about um, safe sex practices and how it's represented in romance literature and erotica, one of the issues that has come up is that they're presented as uh, killing the mood. How do you feel about that? And how does sort of Johnny sit in <laughs> in this space? <laughs> to be honest, we haven't really tackled the erotica arena. However, I would say that in talking about safe sex and normalising the conversation, you really do have to normalise all situations, all media outlets, all ways of communicating and talking about it, including erotica. And when we did a focus group actually of young women um, before we actually launched Johnny. And all those young women had one night stands and yeah. none of them used condoms. And it was because either the, like, the guy didn't have one on them or they didn't like using them, they didn't feel as good. And, or it was really, and it was just really awkward for them to back out of. And so for me, in terms of translating that between a one night stand and erotica, I think that it's all about the way that we talk about it and the way that we, we shift that whole scenario. Like, yes, I do think maybe there is a responsibility, especially for erotica that is targeting the younger market um, that are having a lot more kind of, you know, they're just kind of exploring themselves and not in relationships and having sex with, whoever, whenever they want to, which they should be able to as long as they're doing it safely. And, yeah, how, how do we change that conversation? Yeah, definitely. I really love the idea of um, condoms being kind of not just about the sexual health side of things, which is obviously important, but also mm-hmm. about this sense of um, agency and being empowered in setting boundaries and what you're comfortable with and I, I think Johnny really nails that um, in the branding and the messaging what are some of the challenges that you've found in this space in terms of making safe sex and making condoms like sexy or fun or appealing <laughs> well that's a good question um, we had a lot of fun in the design and brand process as a uh, you know trio of women we really wanted to create the reason why we called it Johnny is we wanted to humanize it we wanted to immediately kind of be able to connect with the audience on a human level and make it more of a conversation but you know there is a 10 plus uh, year difference between myself and um, the elder founder what we realized is that not ha- a lot had changed across generations and time when it came to condoms, the actual product, as well as the marketing and talking about it. And so what we're facing is having to change that. And things don't happen overnight. And um, it's a really, really exciting space to be in. I think people are really starting to come on board and want to champion the safe sex space um, and empowerment and equality and all the all the facets behind it. Um, it just takes a bit of time to shift that social stigma that has been so steeped in old tradition yeah definitely and I do think that a part of that social stigma does come from the things that we consume so there is actually like quite a big debate in the romance and erotica world and that debate is Mm -hmm. essentially like on the one hand you have people being like well this is fantasy it's not reality we have no no responsibility or no requirements to to include safe sex practices, you know, readers should be able to discern between what's real and what's fiction. And on the other hand, there are people who argue, well, you know, all of these things that we consume, romance, erotica, but also movies, TV, porn, all of these things help to create norms around what we expect um, from sexual experiences and whatnot. So it's it's actually like quite a heated debate. I was curious, do you have do you land any on any particular 
fence when it comes wow. to that? Um, do you know what? I probably didn't until such times as normal people came out. I don't know if you've watched that yet. Yeah, Have yeah. you watched? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'd read the book um, and loved the book. I think what I loved about it is it's raw and gritty, but they always bring a condom into the mix. They all they're not afraid to bring it into the mix. Um, and there's something in that because it really you still are really bought into the fantasy and romance of this couple, but yet every single time they have a condom and acknowledge that part of the process. So honestly, I had no idea there was such a heated debate on it and I love it and I'm going to go and read a lot more into it because (laughs) it's really interesting. Um, um, But I do think there is merit in, again, it's changing the narrative and, 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 and opening up that conversation and, and, changing the stigma around safe sex is is infiltrating it into every facet and using condoms can be sexy and why can't we talk about condoms being sexy because you know the unsexy part is yes you do have to stop in the moment but maybe it's about changing that narrative too and how a condom is brought into the moment rather than stops the moment Mm. and that championing safe sex is as sexy as anything else because two people get to really enjoy their experience and know that they're protected at the same time. So mm-hmm. I I would probably put that back on the, you know, the creators of the erotica and to, yeah, to just to face that challenge and what are they going to do with it and how can they incorporate it um, into into the narrative to, to keep the fantasy alive but yet champion, yeah, the protection of, of that safe space. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for your time, Beck, and for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much, Anne. Love.